Greetings and welcome to the All In Football Podcast. I am your host. My name is Kip. Whoa, what a Sunday. Um, Half of you are probably pissed off. Half of you are probably happy. And uh, a couple fan bases yet. Dallas Cowboys, Tennessee Titans. Your Tuesday is either going to be good or bad. So let's go over these ga- these Sunday games from Week 9. Let's start out with the New England Patriots, Green Bay Packers. Patriots 31, Packers 17. Uh, that primetime game last night uh, was deemed a duel between the two greatest quarterbacks in the game. Uh, that's highly debated. I mean, you got your Montana, who never lost in a Super Bowl, and, uh, you know, Terry Bradshaw. Eh, well... Regardless, last night's game started out pretty good. Tom Brady had 294 yards and a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers, 259 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, the way that the Patriots started that ga- game out, man, looked looked pretty college-esque just right down the field. Um, the Packers' defense didn't even have time to think. My gut feeling was on that game that uh, it all kind of depended on the Packers' defense. If they could play up like they did against the Rams, I figured they could have beat the Patriots, but they did not. Um, after you know, sending off Ha Ha Clinton Dix, which that kind of just boggles my mind. I'm not real sure about that move. Ty Montgomery, I get, but why would you get rid of Clinton Dix? I mean, maybe there's more behind the scenes stuff I don't know about. But anyway. Uh, Aaron Jones, it looked like they finally started to give him the ball a little bit more than they used to, which I think will lead to more wins. Although he did have a fumble in the fourth quarter when the game was tied at 17, uh, and Green Bay was driving to take the lead. Um, that, that did not help. Green Bay has a couple losses like that this year. I mean, the Crosby game where he had all those missed field goals. He had Ty Montgomery last week, literally, you know, fumbling the game away uh the Patriots did not have Sony Michelle or Rob Gronkowski but that really didn't seem to matter Josh Gordon he was targeted a season high 10 times um he had five catches for 130 yards and a long score not exactly sure I don't remember the yardage I think it was 50 55 yards something like that but if he comes around the Patriots are going to be even more dangerous Cordero Patterson He lined up in the I formation, carried the ball five times for 51 yards. He was spelling James White, um, and he had a rushing touchdown. Julian Edelman also had uh, six catches, and he threw for a 37-yard first down. Uh, New England hasn't lost since week three, and they are running away with the AFC East at 7-2. and two. Green Bay, 3-4-1. and one. They're not out of it because the division is still so close, but... Things just do not look good for Green Bay. Um, My opinion, McCarthy's got to go. They need a fresh start next season. Uh, I just think that's part of the problem. His play calling is just getting old. It's getting stale. I think he needs to go. So Packers, under 500, game and a half back of the NFC North. So that's your Patriots at Green Bay Packers. The Battle of the Goats, as they called it. New England 31, Green Bay 17. Let's move on to what could be the game of the year. New England, or New England, Monday morning. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. New Orleans Saints 45, Los Angeles Rams 35. Uh, All defenses definitely took a backseat in this game, which is kind of what everybody expected. 
But then again, every time you expect that, you know, you could come out with a 14-10 thumper. But uh, this is the first game in league history between two teams averaging 33-plus points per week in Week 9 yet. Um, It definitely had a playoff feel to it. And I have a feeling we're going to be seeing these two teams later on meet up against each other. Um, just two great coaches. Um, the Saints the Saints came out. They took a 35-14 lead, and then the Rams came back with 21 straight points to tie the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, Will Lutz's 54-yard field goal, that was kind of an uplifter. Um, it made the game 38-35. Drew Brees to Michael Thomas. You're going to see that a lot as long as Brees stays in the league. 72-yard touchdown pass. Those two are going to be quite the combination in the future. Um, score ended up 45-35. Uh, the Rams are 8-1. and one, The Saints are 7-1. and one. Both the teams combined for 970 yards. Breeze and Goff each topped 300 yards passing. Michael Thomas had 12 catches for 211 yards and touchdown. And Elvin Camario, boo-doot-doot-doot-doot-doot. 116 yards, three touchdowns. Oh, the Saints' offensive line. He Breeze was not sacked on the game, and the Rams managed just four quarterback hits. Uh, I think this is pretty key to the game because that Rams' defensive line could not create pressure. You give Drew Brees time, you are screwed. Uh, Todd Gurley, one of his worst games of the year. He was averaging 143.8 yards from scrimmage. Um, He ended up with 79 total yards, 68 rushing, and uh, he he caught six passes for 11 yards on seven targets. I don't know. The Saints are if their defense gets hot like they did last year. Look out! I don't think I'm pretty sure they're going to be your NFC Super Bowl participant. So 45-35, final score. Saints take it. No more undefeated teams. Those Miami Dolphins from yesteryear are cracking their champagne early. Once again, they're liking that. So let's go on. The Houston Texans, Denver Broncos. Um, Two missed field goals by Brandon McManus. That kind of tells the story. Um, Philip Lindsay, 84 total yards. Uh, Jeff Hoyerman, 10 receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. You fantasy players out there, I'm sure he's going to be, people are going to go grab him, and the next year he'll throw up a three-pointer. That's just how it goes. I mean, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe um, maybe with Dem Thomas gone, you know, maybe he'll take some more of the stuff, some more of the targets over as people can start focusing on Demarius Thomas, unless Cortland uh, Sutton comes around. DeAndre Hopkins had a 10 receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Not surprising there. Demarius Thomas started out hot and then fizzled. Um, McManus, yeah, he pushed that 51-yard field goal wide to the right. It wasn't real far out. Uh, that lost the game for him. Kickers this year, kickers seem to be the story. Um, kickers and Ballsy calls by the coaches, going for it on fourth down, two-point conversions. Love it. NFL is kind of shaking up a little bit. So Houston Texans 19, Denver Broncos 17. Um, The Texans are hot. 
look out for them if they can put everything together and get in the playoffs they could be tough um i just i'm not sure i don't think they can take out brady and the patriots but you never know anything happens once you get in the playoffs los angeles chargers seattle seahawks chargers 25 seahawks 17 um the Chargers have won five in a row and six of the past seven. They're six and two. They're right there behind the Chiefs. Um, I'm pretty sure the Chargers got a good shot of making it in unless they completely fall apart. Uh, Phillip Rivers, he had uh, back-to-back long touchdown drives to give L.A. a quick 14-7 to lead. Uh, Melvin Gordon also looked good. They changed his status, I know, in fantasy from... Um, questionable to healthy at the last minute so i'm sure some of you were freaking out about that but um the seahawks defense has been good it's been good this year but gordon still managed 113 yards on just 16 carries 7.1 yards an attempt um philip rivers 13 to 26 228 yards and two touchdowns keenan allen six receptions for 124 that's what we're used to seeing from him not earlier this season um Seahawks Chris Carson uh he started out excellent until he went out of the game with a hip hip injury uh Russell Wilson well he's Russell Wilson uh they went they had three and out four times on the day that doesn't help and they just they couldn't pull off the miraculous comeback in this one so in the long run, what we learned out of this game, Chargers 25, Seahawks 17. Look out for the Chargers. Uh, they stay hot too. It's going to be um, a pretty good AFC, I think. Not quite as deep as the NFC, but, you know, the AFC is what it is. Chargers looking good. They get the win. Pittsburgh Steelers 23, Baltimore Ravens 16. James Conner, I mean, Le'Veon who? Why do you even need him? But imagine when he comes back if they do use him and you start putting them guys in a pro set or something like that, uh, two, both of them in the backfield, that could get scary. Um, Steelers are 5-2-1. and one. Uh, James Conner, 100 yards rushing for the fourth straight game. Um, he was kept out of the end zone on the ground, but he was Pittsburgh's leading receiver for almost the first half of the game. But he finished second receiving yards. He had seven catches, 56 for 56. And he also had a receiving touchdown. Um, he became He's the first player in Steelers history, I believe, to find the end zone ten times in the team's first eight games of the season. I'll have to double-check that, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, Ravens have lost, lost their third straight. I think Flacco is becoming Flacco. Uh, he's got weapons. He's got weapons there. They just the Ravens are just one of those blah teams. I mean, sometimes they're hot, sometimes they're not. If they can put a string together of hot, hot play and hot games, and get in the playoffs, maybe their defense might be good enough. But again, another team. I don't think their offense is good enough to take them anywhere. So you got the Steelers with the win. And I wasn't real shocked on that one. I think I actually picked the Steelers. Next up, Minnesota Vikings, Detroit Lions. Minnesota defense, have yourself a day. I mean, uh, 
franchise record, 10 sacks on Stafford. Like they, they were camping out in the backfield. Like, oh, there's Matthew Stafford. Yeah, come on over. Let's have a let's have a s'more together. We're already here. <laughs> uh, Adam Thielen missed out on his chance of history. He did not get to 100 yards. I think a lot of that has to do with Stephon Diggs. Um, Diggs was not playing, and I'm pretty sure the Lions were like, this guy is not getting the record on us. Uh, we went 0-16 once. We're not going to be a part of this one. Kirk Cousins, uh, he was pretty average in this game. 18-22 uh, for 164 yards and a touchdown. I mean, it's a solid line, 18-22. Apparently, he didn't need all the yards, um, and the Vikings take the win. You kind of look them over. They're slowly coming back, or slowly really putting things together. Uh, Stefan Diggs gets healthy. Another team. I mean, you got the Vikings and the Saints, and if those two teams can put it together, you might see a rematch, but then you got the Rams. You got the Rams in there again. Who knows with them? It's the NFC is just going to be wild this year. It's going to be freaking awesome. Um, Atlanta thirty-eight, Redskins fourteen. Another another team. Atlanta offense is good, defense not so much. Missing a lot of players on the year for injury. Atlanta thirty-eight, Redskins fourteen. Um, the Redskins defense was pretty stout for a little while. They held Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, and Saquon Barkley in previous weeks under 100 rushing yards combined. Um, Tevin Coleman, Ito Smith. They went off on this defense. Um, the defense gave up more than seven yards of carry through the first three quarters. And Matt Ryan is hot. And the Redskins, they're, again, you know what the Redskins remind me of? The Chiefs from last year and previous years after week eight. They have a hot week, a cold week. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they are. Although, you know, they're still at the top of the division. So, I mean, they they could make a run. But I just don't they I don't see him getting past the Saints or the Vikings um or the Rams in the playoffs. They might make it in, probably a first round exit. Maybe they get a win depending who they play, but definitely a second round exit for sure. It's just they're just too too up and down. They don't in my opinion, you know, they don't have the full they don't have their shit together. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I mean, you got Alex Smith. Alex Smith is Alex Smith. Um, you know, one one note though from this game: Julio Jones finally has a score on the year. Little hot take for you here: hot takes and sausage. Julio Jones overrated as a fantasy player. He's one hell of a football player. But as a fantasy player, overrated. I don't understand why people take him so high. Yeah, he gets a lot of yards, but he'll throw up a 40-point game, but then he'll throw up a 5-point game. Consistency is what wins you there in fantasy. That's for our other show, the All-In Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, just had to throw that out there. Julio Jones finally scored uh, a touchdown this week. 
Kansas City Chiefs, Cleveland Browns. I had some weird gut feelings on this one. Like, could the Browns eke it out? But then in the end, nah, just not quite. Their their defense isn't good enough to to stop the Chiefs. Thirty seven, Kansas City Chiefs thirty seven, Cleveland Browns twenty one. Um, Patrick Mahomes went over three hundred yards for the eighth game in a row. That ties Andrew Luck longest single season streak in the league in the league history. Kareem Hunt went off again, 141 yards, 19 off of 19 touches. He scored twice, um, once on the ground, one through, once through the air. Travis Kelsey, he is way better than Gronk, you know, this year, last year, coming up. I don't care what anybody says. All you Gronkers out there, uh, uh, Gronkowski, my name is Gronk. I love to pet him and call him Gronk. He's just... He's getting old, too injured. I don't think his heart's in it anymore. He doesn't care. Travis Kelsey is better than him, and I think we'll have better numbers than him in the end. In a couple years, you can tell me to stick my foot in my mouth if you want, but uh, Kelsey had 99 yards and two touchdowns um, off of nine catches. He was a freaking beast. Um. On the Brown side, I still think, even though they're losing, they're putting something good together. Uh, this was actually one of Baker Mayfield's better games under the radar. Uh, he was 29 of 42 for 297 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, what's wrong with that? You would look at that and say, that's definitely a winning quarterback line. I mean, Mahomes did have over 300 yards, but uh, Mayfield's coming around. You give him another, now you give him an off season. And as long as he doesn't have that sophomore slump, um, I think he's good to go. I think your Browns next year will be 500, 500 at least, you know, especially if the defense can come together and start stopping some of these teams. Um, Browns fans, some people deem them the new America's team. Um, you got something to look forward to. I like the Browns. I like the Chiefs. I root for both these teams. Um, I root for a lot of teams. There's only a few teams I really can't stand. I'm not going to go into that right now. That's for another show. Carolina Panthers, 42. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 28. What the hell are the Panthers? I mean, they're they're pretty stout when they play a f complete game. I mean, I know you could say a lot of teams are, but, but these guys have some weapons. You know, they're starting to get their rookie, DJ Moore, involved. That's scary if he comes around. And Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. Their defense is just like non-existent or Swiss cheese. I mean, if their defense could hold hold a few people, they might win some more games. I mean, Fitzpatrick, he is what he is. I get the feeling that he is. Um, he doesn't care. I'm going to go throw the ball. I like it. Yeah, he, he throws interceptions, but I, he doesn't, he's not afraid to put it up there. He's just not afraid. And, you know, you he's got good enough receivers with Evans and um, Deshaun Jackson that they can just go get the ball. And, you know, I think they, they'll probably play him out the rest of the year. I think they should just dump Jameis. They could still get something decent for Jameis. Um, he's still a name right now. He actually, you know, hasn't turned into a... Fitzpatrick, you know, somebody that he, I think he will. I don't think Jameis is going to be a backup quarterback in this league, I think. My opinion. 
So, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, have yourself a freaking day. 79 yards on 17 carries, two touchdowns. He also had 78 yards on five catches. Uh, Newton, 19 to 25, 247 yards and two touchdowns. He's just a beast. If he could improve his accuracy a little bit, he would be an animal of a quarterback. I mean, he's got the size. He's got the arm strength. Just needs to be a little bit more accurate. He's got the threat to take off, and that's hard to defend. Um, I saw something, I think it was from NFL.com, um, some next-gen stats, Curtis Samuel on his touchdown. He covered a total of 103.8 yards on his 33-yard double reverse TD run against the Buccaneers in the second quarter. This is the longest distance covered as a ball carrier on a rushing play this season. And then they have, they have a little diagram of his path. It's Some of these next-gen stats I think are pretty cool. Um, I know a lot of people don't like them, but... I, I mean, those are the those are the old school people that don't like them. This is what's coming in the future. This is what you're going to see. So some of these next-gen stats, pretty cool in my book. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 24 of 40, 243 yards and four touchdowns, two interceptions. This is Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, if he played a full season, he could have 40, 30, 40, 40-some touchdowns. He's probably also going to have um, 25 interceptions. He reminds me a lot of Brett Favre, just not quite as talented. I mean, Favre didn't care. He had such a hard, a rocket arm that he threw the ball in there. His receiver was going to catch it. He broke fingers. I mean, I don't see Fitzpatrick throwing the ball that hard, but he just has a lot of tendencies. Reminds me of Brett Favre, although definitely not as talented. But he's not afraid, and I like that. Miami Dolphins, New York Jets. Dolphins 13, Jets 6. What a slobber knocker, or not so much. It always seems like when the Jets and the Dolphins get together, it's always just shitty score. I mean, boring games. <clears throat> so many punts in this game. Um, I really don't have a lot to say about this game. I, I didn't pay much attention to it. I know Sam Darnold had a couple picks, but I think Darnold is going to be – I think he's going to be good. I think Jets fans, you guys have a lot to look forward to. Uh, he is also not afraid, and he seems smart uh, just by watching him. He seems he seems like a smart quarterback. So remember how Peyton Manning started out with all those interceptions. Darnold kind of reminds me of this. Uh, except maybe with a stronger arm. Again, he is a rookie. Get an offseason under his belt. Learn the offense a little bit more. I think there's a star in the making there. Let's just hope that they can surround him with something, um, unlike other teams who get that that quarterback or that once-in-a-lifetime player, and then they don't surround him. They surround him with, oh, he can handle it. You know, he's a good guy. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But he doesn't need that much. Um that's garbage. It's like what's going on with the Packers right now. Aaron Rodgers should have at least two Super Bowl victories. He's he's probably the most talented quarterback I've ever seen or in NFL history. Tom Brady is the most accomplished. Aaron Rodgers 
is the most talented. I think Joe Montana is still the best of all time. Four Super Bowls, never lost. I mean, you can't really compare to that. Brady's been to a lot, but he's lost a lot of Super Bowls. Um, he's had the best coach in NFL history. So he's the most accomplished. But imagine what Rodgers could do if his, he had a good defense to back him up so he's not having to just do everything himself. He's got good receivers, even the young guys. I mean, but Rodgers is one of those quarterbacks that takes people and makes them better. I mean, you see it all the time. Brady does that too. Um, Peyton Manning did that. All those guys from the Colts that went elsewhere and were out of the league in a year or two. It's sad. It's sad. Um, Well, let's move on. Chicago Bears 41, Buffalo Bills 9. I I really don't have anything to say about this. I mean, this is what we expected. Um, Mr. Trubersky holding his own. Um, He didn't really have to do a whole lot. Um, Nathan Peterman, Nathan Pick-Sixman got the start. He threw three interceptions. Imagine that. Bills fans, Bills Mafia. Hang in there, guys. If you guys find yourself a quarterback, your defense is pretty stout and under the radar that nobody pays attention to. But just hang in there. Um, Chicago had only 190 total yards for the entire day on offense, but they didn't need it. Jordan Howard had two rushing touchdowns. Um, Anthony Miller is becoming a beast. If Trubisky can keep his game the way it is and up it even more over the offseason next year, look the hell out. Trey Burton, Allen Robinson, and uh, Anthony Miller in there, and then you got Howard and Cohen, they could be pretty potent. And if their defense stays strong, but I think all this hitches on Trubisky, you know, it could be like them Tampa Bay Buccaneers teams with Trent Dilfer when they won the Super Bowl with Dilfer, uh, who basically just didn't, if he just didn't turn the ball over, you know, they were going to win. Bears have a pretty good test, though. The next couple weeks, Lions, Vikings, Lions. It's always tough when you got to play two teams that close. And then after that, throughout the rest of the year, they still got to play the Rams. They got Green Bay again, and then they have the Vikings. So it should be interesting um, with those guys, with those teams yet left on the schedule. Um, it, I The NFC North is going to be tough, I think. It's going to come down. Unless the Vikings really go on a run, I don't think Green Bay has it in them. I don't think their defense has it in them. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure you're just going to be thinking on Bears and Vikings there in that division. So that's what I got there for the... NFC North for you. Uh, I'll do a little preview tonight. Cowboys, Titans, who you got at All In One Hundred Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can come hit hit me up, find me, tell me what you think. These are just all my opinions on the games, you know, along with the stats that go with them. So, if you do, if you agree with me or don't agree with me, let me know. I'd love to have a conversation on why you're wrong or why I'm wrong. Um, Let's go back to the Cowboys and Titans tonight. Cowboys defense is sneaky good. They're not super good, but they're they're pretty darn good. Um, that's been their problem over the last couple of years is their defense. 
and now their defense seems to be better than their offense. Uh, they have Amari Cooper. Let's see what he does. Is he going to be the same old stone hands Amari Cooper, 600 yards a year, overhyped? Or is a change of scenery and the combination of Dak going to help out? I mean, you never know. That's why people make these trades. A first-round pick, that was a little bit of a... Uh, I don't like that idea. I mean, could have got Demarius Thomas, apparently, for a lot less pick. I know Cooper's younger, but in da- with Dak being such a young quarterback, I think Demarius Thomas would have served the Cowboys better. But it is what it is. There's Jerry Jones. I don't see the Cowboys going back to the Super Bowl until he is out of the picture completely. Um, his son, Steven, seems to be making a lot more right decisions than Jerry, but we won't know that until... He's completely taken over. Uh, the Titans, they're so up and down. You never know. They could have a stellar game tonight. They could dominate. Their defense isn't the worst. Um, but you just never know with them. What are you going to get? Mariota, he's not a franchise quarterback. Um, he He's a good quarterback, but he doesn't have enough parts around him, and his defense isn't good enough for him to really take that team anywhere. It's probably going to be an 8-8 eight and eight team most of the time. Uh, I think Dallas is going to take this game tonight. I don't expect anything high scoring, but then again, you've seen 40 points out of the Cowboys against the Jaguars, so you never know. But I still think Dallas is going to take this one tonight. I believe it's going to be something like 24-13, 24-17-ish, something like that. Um, I just I, I don't think Tennessee can pass the ball enough um, to to beat Dallas in their defense, and they got to you got to stop Ezekiel Elliott, and that's the other thing. You know, we haven't seen Amari Cooper in a Dallas defense yet. How I mean, Dallas offense. How are they going to plan for him? Is he just going to be a decoy? Is he going to open things up for Beasley and Hearns? Uh, you. It, it is what it is. We're going to find out tonight. Uh, let's take a look quick. I know there's a lot of football left, but the NFL playoff standings, as of right now in the AFC, you got the Chiefs, Patriots, Steelers, and Texans all leading their divisions. As of right now, they are in. Um, Chiefs 8-1, and one, Patriots 7-2, and two, Steelers 5-2, and two, Texans 6-3. and three. Wild card right now, Chargers 6-2, and two, Bengals 5-3. and three. Um, In the hunt... The, the closest teams, if the, if the Titans get a win tonight, they'll be added into the wild card in the hunt section. Dolphins are 5-4, and four, Ravens are 4-5. and five. So those are the two teams that are closest to the Bengals. Um, I see the Chargers being a staple there. They're going to probably stay. Um, if the Chiefs struggle a little bit, they could take the division. So two teams coming out of that division probably for sure. Titans are 3-4. and four. Um if they don't get a win tonight, I don't. I I think they're kind of out. Again, we're a little early, but you never freaking know. It's the NFL. This is why we love it. This is why it's better than Major League Baseball. This is why it's better than the NBA. Although, look out. NBA coming on strong the last couple of years, making things interesting. That's about it for the NBA talk that you're going to hear. Maybe we'll bring it in a little bit later once football season gets done. I don't know where this podcast is going. 
uh, I like the NFL, so that's what I'm talking about. It could totally change into something else. I mean, this could end up being a freaking cooking show for all I know. No, probably not. I like cooking. I just don't have a good um, a good variety. Like, it's the same five things all the time. It's good, tastes good, but I need to expand my cooking knowledge. Any listeners out there, a chef cooking, come at me Twitter on Twitter. Let me know some good recipes. I'd love to fire some stuff up for for the fam that I normally don't. That was cooking with Kip on the All In One Hundred podcast. Let's go to the NFC playoff picture. So far, nine games in. Uh, division leaders and currently in Rams, Saints, Bears, Redskins. We also have two teams, as a matter of fact that are division leaders that are in with a worse record than a wild card team. Um, that would be the Panthers at 6-2, and two, Vikings at 5-3. and three. The Bears are also at 5-3, and three, um, but the Vikings have that tie. So, again, two teams from that division, I think, and then you got two teams from the Saints division, Saints and Panthers, they're both in. On the outside... I mean, it's a battle. Four and, there's three, four, and four teams. Falcons, Seahawks, Eagles. Any one of those teams could turn it around and make a push for a wild card. Anyone. Uh, the Falcons are hot. They would need to go on a streak. The Seahawks also. You can see you can see how they play. Sometimes they're looking like the Super Bowl teams of the past. I mean, their defense isn't too far off. They're actually higher rated than the Legion of Boom was, I believe right now if you want to go off of those stats but i mean and the eagles you know they have everything there to go to the super bowl and they got golden tate now if he can pick up the offense and come around the next few weeks look out for them to make a run i do not believe in the redskins uh i'm pretty sure they're more of a pretender sitting there at five and three um I think the Eagles will overtake those them. And the Cowboys, they're three and four, but they still have a game yet this week, so they could be four and four right in that same mix. Packers are three, four, and one. As I said before, I don't see them overtaking the Bears or the Vikings. Um I'm pretty sure my mid mid season I got the Packers out. So in the NFC playoff picture, I'm pretty sure you can lock in the Rams, lock in the Saints. And I am not afraid to say lock in the Panthers. You know, they're in that wild card spot. They're only one game out of the division. But, you know, you can lock in the Bears and or the Vikings. One of them will make it in for sure. Both, probably. So, I see the Falcons or the Eagles are really the only two teams that are in the hunt that could sneak in there. I mean, I the Redskins, ugh. I think the Redskins could end up out, like, not even in. So that opens up a spot for for that there. I mean, if the Redskins are out, that would mean the Eagles are in because I don't see two teams from that division making it. They're, they're just not strong enough. So just to cover this real quick, um, on the way out here, AFC, Chiefs, Patriots, Steelers, Texans are your division leaders. They are in wild card right now, Chargers, Bengals. In the hunt, Dolphins and Ravens 
And we'll see what happens with the Titans tonight. NFC, Rams, Saints, Bears, Redskins are in. Panthers, Viking, wild card. Falcons, Seahawks, Eagles, Packers, Cowboys all in the hunt. I mean, you got Tampa Bay there, but eh, that's pushing it way too far. We'll just see how the season plays out. Um, thank you for listening to the All In Podcast. As of right now, it's the All In Football Podcast. We also have a, the All In Fantasy Football Podcast. It's slow moving. Um, if you could just stay in touch with it, uh, you will be happy you did. I have a complete different take on fantasy football than all the other cookie cutter FF leagues and uh, statisticians or experts, as you want to say. Because, you know, to be a fantasy football expert, you have to be doing it for a long time, check, and you have to to be considered a expert or a senior analyst. You have to have partaken in a school. Um, and I'm not real sure what that does for you. Uncheck. I don't have that. But I do have, like, 17, 18 years of experience I have my own way of going about things, drafting. Uh, you can check all that out. All in Fantasy Football Pod. Look for it. Um, and find us on Twitter, man. All in 100 Pod. I'd love to get into some arguments. Like, Patriots fans, I'll tell you right now, I do not like the Patriots. I'm not saying they're not good. They're awesome. I'd love to be a Boston fan right now. I mean, <clears throat> All these youngsters that, you know, were born in the 90s and early 2000s, all you know is winning. All you know is winning. So when Tom Brady retires and the Patriots start sucking hind tit, you just, you know, you're just going to whine about everything. Because, oh, I'm so used to the winning. Blah, blah, blah. Well, get used to it because it's going to happen. Uh, going to be a changing of the guard coming up in the NFL pretty soon. You know, you got your Mahomes and Mayfield and Trubisky all coming up and Sam Darnold. And you're going to have Breeze and Rodgers and, and Brady and guys like that all retiring within the next you know few years. So going to be interesting. Uh, hopefully one or two of them guys can live up to the hype and become a great quarterback. And another 15 to 17 years will be looking at records they're approaching um so that's that's my thoughts um patriots i freaking hate the patriots but you cannot deny their talent and how good they are and what a freaking run that they have been on for 15 20 years 